listening to She's a Powerhouse. My name is Holly Calloway, and I'm here to share with you some stories of ordinary women who have done some extraordinary things in hopes that you'll get comfortable being uncomfortable, be okay with pushing your boundaries, and do some extraordinary things yourself. Hey folks, just want to give you a quick heads up. While this episode and guest are phenomenal, there is some content in here that might be a little bit sensitive for some people. Um, a little bit of a warning that we are going to be talking about suicide and teens and suicide prevention today. So if this is an episode you want to skip, no harm, no foul. We completely understand. All right. Welcome back to another episode of She's a Powerhouse. Today we have with us Jackie Simmons, who runs the Suicide Prevention Show. And I'm really excited to get to know more about her. I've had a conversation with Jackie already because I'm going to be on it. And I'm really excited about that, about contributing to her sort of life's purpose. Um, and by the time we were finished with our conversation, I was absolutely sure we needed to have her on our show as well. So today we have Miss Jackie Simmons. How are you, Jackie? I'm very excited to be here. Holly, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. Absolutely. Our conversation was so incredibly energizing and I'm so excited about the things that you are doing, that you're teaching, where your heart is. It's all needed, of course, and it's all amazing. And like I said, I was just super energized by the time we were done. Um, so I knew that we had to have you on today. So let's start. Can you tell me a little bit about the suicide prevention show and where the sort of roots of that are? What, what seeded that for you? Uh, okay. The root <laughs> of me doing a summit is the woman entrepreneurship. And I had a radio show called The World According to Jackie Simmons. And I was on a mission to help people find their voice and make a difference in the world. And then on August the 3rd, 2019, at an event where I taught people how to deliver messages that matter, my 37-year-old daughter, Stephanie, delivered a seven-minute talk and broke the silence that had existed between us on her multiple suicide attempts as a teenager. Mm. I didn't know suicide was her topic that day. The videographer was set, the audience had taken their seats. She opened with 3,000 teenagers will attempt to take their lives today mm. in the US. In the back of the room, I was totally stunned. I didn't know the number was that high and I didn't know that this is what she was going to be talking about. Her next sentence drained the blood from my face. Her next sentence was when I was 14. After a bad day of shopping, I stood in my bathroom. The pain of not fitting into any clothes was just more proof that I didn't fit in anywhere. And that pain was more than I could bear. So I took a razor and cut into my left arm, trying to end the pain and my life. In the back of the room, it was all I could do to not crawl into a corner. As a matter of fact, it took all of my 30 years of stress management training not to crawl into a corner and just howl, just bawl my eyes out. And then Stephanie continued <laughs> with it wasn't her only attempt. There were others. And outside of getting professional help, I've never really talked about it, especially not with mom. We talked around it. We had the other talks, the talk about sex, the talk about drugs. We had the talk about alcohol. Then I went to college on a dry campus, which meant the kegs were hidden in the showers of the girls' dorm. We had the talk about alcohol more than once, but we didn't talk about suicide. And I still struggle with suicidal thoughts. And Holly in the back of the room, 
my heart sank and I went from pale to bone cold. As I realized the struggles my daughter had faced alone because I didn't have the courage to have the talk about suicide. I had sold myself on the idea that as long as she was getting professional help, we didn't need to talk about it. After all, why bring that up again? I was scared I'd put the idea back in her head. Mm. She ended up her talk with, along my suicide avoidant journey, I've learned tons of coping skills. Now I want to teach those skills to teens before they need them. Before they need them, those four words became prophetic for us. Because at the end of her talk, I got it. While everybody else gave her a standing ovation and hugged her for being so vulnerable, I was frozen in the back of the room, torn between pride for her bravery and guilt and shame for my cowardice. And I realized in that moment, 3,000 teens attempt to take their own lives every day. That means 6,000 parents start to live the guilt nightmare that I'd lived. And every day, this means over 20,000 grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters start to live the guilt nightmare. And Holly, this means every day, hundreds of thousands of classmates, teachers, boyfriends, girlfriends, and neighbors start to live the guilt nightmare, all probably just as blindsided by it as I was. After the event, Stephanie and I decided to work together. (laughs) Who knew that was possible? Together with her sisters, we founded the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. And our research taught us that suicide prevention, it's not about intervention. And it's not about at-risk anybody. And it's not about looking for signs. We've discovered that looking for signs is waiting for trouble. Pure prevention is having the talk about suicide before you think someone needs it, before they struggle with suicidal thoughts. And that's how this mission got launched. It came out of the need because all those numbers are before COVID. And the Center for Disease Control released that 25% of our young adults are struggling with suicidal thoughts now. That's double what it was two years ago. So double that 3,000 a day. We've got a problem. And we've decided that the solution is to not focus on the problem. Let's focus on what prevents the problem. Emotional resiliency prevents suicide. Building that muscle, building the ability to bounce, not break, the confidence to bounce, not break. That's what backs people away from an edge, even if they don't even know they're near it. You want to prevent suicide. You don't wait and learn how to talk somebody off a ledge. Let's just make it where the ledge is not an issue because they never even know it's there. I love that. So what does the process look like for you creating that prevention uh, strategy? Wow. It was messy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the first one to tell you there is not a straight line yeah. in this mission. There, there was no, oh, we got an idea. Let's run with it. The first thing we did was obvious. We published a book. That's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 20 of my friends got together. We published Make It a Great Day. The choice is yours. We got it done in a matter of weeks, not months or years. 
And we had this great idea. We'll do a buy one, give two. The book is inspirational stories so teens can break the silence and start having this conversation. Everybody bought a book. We gave two to teens for free. I went to the local high school. After I shared with them the mission, you know, you take the book, you start conversations, you take another book, you give it to a friend, you guys start talking. After I shared that whole mission, I asked the question. This became a very foundational question for me. Do you have a story? Do you have a friend who's tried or died? They went around the room. Story after story, student after student. One young lady shared that she lost her first friend to suicide in elementary school. And her second friend just the year before, she was only a sophomore. I left and I got in my car and I cried because it wasn't most of the kids in the room. It was every single kid in the room had a story. And I will bet my bottom dollar their parents were clueless. And that was the first flip for me, which is, oh, crap. I don't need to talk to the teens. The teens know that suicide is a thing. By the way, you want to get really bone cold? You listen to teens talk because they've got a code for suicide. Their friend self-deleted. They've made dying equatable to hitting the delete key on a keyboard. This is what's going on in the world that parents don't know and parents need to know. Why? Because their kid is at risk and they don't know it. And they can't know it, Holly. The confirmation bias of the brain. Everyone's heard of confirmation bias for research. If you read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Talking to Strangers, you get truth bias and his take on this. And he's a massive researcher. He's amazing. Here's the deal. A parent's brain is predisposed to believe their kid is okay. And so the reticular activating system, that filter that keeps us from going insane with the 40 billion bits of information that hit our brain every minute, screens out what doesn't match that belief. So there could be red flags all over the place and hindsight, you can see them, but hindsight is often after an attempt and they don't all survive, which is why waiting for signs is really looking for trouble. It was for me. So our mission is to wake up the world, one parent at a time if we need to, to the fact that you don't have to wait you don't have to assume. You don't have to judge that your kid's in trouble. All you have to do is come and take the training. We're going to teach you to invite your kid to have the talk about suicide in a way that your kid wants to have this talk with you mm -hmm. because they don't think it's about them, even though it is about them. I love that. They think that they're helping the mission to make teen suicide a thing of the past, the mission to stop teen suicide. And if they are helping that mission, guess what? They're backing themselves away from the edge that they didn't even know they were near. And you don't ever have to ask how close they were to the edge because they don't know. Just assume they need to be backed away from it. Mm. That's all you have to assume. I mean, come on, let's face it. You would not wait to have a talk about sex with your kid until after they were pregnant. 
You wouldn't wait to talk about drugs till after they were in rehab. You wouldn't wait to talk about alcohol till after they'd lost their license for drug driving. Mm -hmm. You know, but we wait until there are signs before we talk about suicide. I can prove to you, you cannot see the signs. This is scientifically validated studies. You're not going to see them. So don't wait. Have the talk now, which is why I stood on a TEDx stage and shared my whole story and the four-step script. And then now we have a program where we help parents and counselors and youth group leaders be able to have the talk with the kids about suicide without ever having to judge them as at risk. The minute you judge your kid as needing to be fixed, your kid knows it and they check out. They might be physically present, huh? but there is nobody home. So we bypass that. And the way you bypass it is by having the talk before you think they need it. That's awesome. Can you tell me about the Suicide Prevention Show specifically and pulling in all of these other experts to sort of give their spin on things? Where did that start? It started when I was hosting the Woman Entrepreneur Show, which was all about business skills. And I started asking my speakers, hey, you know, I'm on the mission to stop teen suicide. Do you have a minute? You know, can we talk about this? And all of my speakers would say yes. And we recorded the next piece of the conversation. Every single one of my speakers had a suicide story, either their own or a friend or a family member. And I was like, holy crap, this needs to be a show. Now, here's what happened. I got pushback. Jackie, you can't call it a show. You have to call it a symposium. You'll never be taken seriously by the mental health community or the education community. I had a decision to make. We'd gotten feedback because the suicide prevention show, we get that suicide is serious. We believe that suicide prevention can be seriously fun. And the fact that we put suicide and fun in the same sentence, I get pushback. The show became what it is, which is edgy and fun and energizing. And we lay down 24 hours of content every season with amazing people like you who are on a mission to help other people make a difference. And we also interview the people who have their stories, the, the absolute resilient stories, the, the families, the struggles, the things that worked and the things that didn't. No topic is off the mark for here. We've got them all up on a YouTube channel. Why? 24 hours every season. Your longest day, your worst day only has 24 hours in it. Come hang out with us. We got you covered. We about got you covered for a whole week now. Yo, let's binge watch something that improves the optimism connections in your brain. This is the cure for the frustrated, unhappy, helpless slide that our negative uh, media, the negative images that we get, the negative messages that we get. Oh my God, Holly, somebody did a study. In this day and age, we are subjected to more negative images and messages in one day than a human used to be exposed to in a lifetime. We wanna be part of the cure. Yeah. So we give all of the positive, all of the stories that work, all of the things that don't and what might've helped 
all of the regrets. Let's just come into a place where there are no more guilt, no more regret, no more judgment, and no more blame. That's what we do on the show. I love that. And um, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about just you as a person. Um, how how you find the drive to continue to do this season after season after season, because I know there's a lot involved in putting this together. You know, it gets easier. Now speakers find me. I get my speakers almost a hundred percent by referral. Now, some of the most amazing content in the world is being delivered. How do I keep going? Ah, it took an army to get me to get go from tactical to vulnerable in my TEDx talk. And then it took a miracle and a nightmare to go from being vulnerable to actually being naked and tell my story on that stage. What got me there? 3,000 teens a day, 6,000 parents, 20,000 family members, hundreds of thousands of classmates and friends a day, 365 days a year, 23 years that I stayed silent because I was afraid of putting the thought back into my daughter's head. And Holly, you want to know how bad the reticular activating system is keeping me from reality? You would think after 14 attempts, I'd have figured out that the thought was still in her head. But that's not how confirmation bias works, at least not how it worked in my brain. I could sell myself on the idea that as long as she was getting professional help, we didn't need to talk about it. That sales job almost cost me my kid. I had sold my soul, sold myself a bill of goods. And we all do. Being able to recognize that without the shame, the blame, the guilt, the regret. That's what I had to get to. That's been my course of study. I did not do this to change the world. I did this to make peace in my soul. Now I want to prevent other parents from having to make peace in their soul. That's why I do it. That's why I'm so energized about it. I see the changes happening. When our students share their stories, the talk about suicide saves lives. And it's a simple four-question, short, science-based script. I want 100,000 parents trained to have the talk with confidence and calmness with their kids this year. That's my goal. With that as a goal, I'm energized. I love that so much. Tell, uh, tell us where we can find you so that people can follow up when they're as energized as you are about this topic. <laughs> Well, they can find me on the show, the suicidepreventionshow.com. So that's an easy place to find me. Our next show is coming up. We do one every other month. So there's always something there. You can always reach me there. If you're interested in the training, shoot me an email. You know, it's Jackie at JackieSimmons.com. Try to keep Easy it enough. Oh yeah. Right. I love that. I love that so much. Awesome. Jackie, thank you so much. It was super high energy and I can tell that you're super passionate about what you do and I love your mission. And I really hope that uh, other viewers or listeners also are loving this mission and want to sign up as well. Um, as one of the 
people that has, we call it the semicolon club, right? Like I was along the same lines as Jackie's daughter and nobody knew, um, as one of those people, it's obviously something I'm very passionate about as well. And I'm really excited to be a part of the next suicide prevention show. So go check that out. Um, that's all we have for y'all today. If you're an inner circle member, go ahead and head to the vault. Jackie is going to teach us some things specifically for us in our businesses. Uh, for the rest of you, we will see you next week.